Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. This is Winfred Burns and we are live. I hope you are ready for a good show tonight. Tonight we are talking about where can singles find good mates. So I hope you're ready for the night show. Of course, I've got my super team in the house with me tonight. What's going on, Miss Takesha Booth? What up, though? Sure. Oh, you didn't even wait for your song tonight, huh? You just jump no, right in. No, not tonight. Not tonight? You don't need <laughs> your song tonight? Well, that's all right. I'm no, okay I with do. that. I'm okay. I'm save my voice <laughs> for later. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Anyway. <laughs> What's going on, Miss Q? Miss Shaquille Willis, how you doing tonight? I am wonderful. Wonderful. Good to be here. Yeah, good to have I'm you. I'm moving back. in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. I think I, you, I hope you hope you feel better. Oh yeah, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'm in here. I'm sitting, so I'm good. I'm popped. <laughs> okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna get into tonight's show, but before we do that, y'all know what we do first. Water. Water. Oh, no. 
you guys are ready for a good show. Y'all ready, Miss Keisha? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I'm gonna take that as a yes. Keisha, you should have let him sing to you tonight. You should have let him sing. He's got sing songs for everything. You got to let him get it out of the system. Right. Right. All right. Well, um, we got some couple of pretty interesting things going on in the news tonight. I'm, I'm not sure. Have you? Did you add see the wonderful? I'm gonna say wonderful because I think it was wonderful piece that um, our big brother Roland Martin uh, did on um, the Trump campaign last week. Did you guys get a chance to see that? No, I haven't. Mm. Uh-uh. So he did a he did a piece. Um, actually, he started this. So he made a comment a while ago. He did this piece on Tom Joyner, um, where um, he was talking about how or why all of a sudden Donald Trump is making all of these wonderful speeches saying how much he just, you know, you heard him say, make the statement, you know, that basically unemployment is high in the black community, um, the shootings in Chicago, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, you guys, the Democratic Party has failed you. You have absolutely nothing to lose with Trump because I'm going to bring you, you know, I'll bring jobs back, um, so give me a chance. And there were so I'm not going to do that. But basically, uh, <laughs> he then turns. <laughs> Roland Martin gets on Tom Joyner and and reminds um, reminds people that listen, Donald Trump is not saying this because he is interested in getting the black vote. Donald Trump is doing this because um, pollsters um, know um, that anytime you begin to talk about uh, minorities or oppressed people, then it pisses off suburban white women, and because mm-hmm. they don't want you, you know, you know yeah, that that it, it pisses them off, and so they don't vote for you. And so his he's so his his thing is, um, or his excuse me, what he's saying is that he just hired. I don't know if you guys also know that Trump recently just uh, replaced his campaign manager, and he replaced it with a white woman. <laughs> And so uh-huh. um, he's saying, listen, she's not, they're not doing this because Trump really cares about you or cares about your issues. They're doing this because they know that if they don't get you, then they're going to lose the vote of suburban white middle-aged women. And if they do that, then that means um, they possibly might lose the, vo- the vote of their, their children. They have a voting-age children and their spouses um, and also of college age. Uh, millennials as well don't like it either. So he's, his his whole thing was not posted was that Trump does not really care about us because if he did, number one, he would not be giving these speeches um, in places where black people are not. So man, first of you know, all, he wouldn't be giving he wouldn't be giving it in Austin, Texas, where there's not a large you know a large number of African American um, voters. That's you know Texas in general is not like the Democratic state. Um, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have waited 70 like days from the election to start talking. Exactly. Like he wouldn't have, exactly. He wouldn't wait so close <laughs> to the election. Um, and on top of that, again, um, he would have presented an agenda already, especially when people have asked. And Roland Martin's thing is, is if you want to get um, black people to vote for you, then you need to do stuff like come on Tom Joyner. Like why would you, why would you uh-huh. pass on coming to Tom Joyner when you've been asked? Why would you not go on Roland Martin's show? After you've been invited, um, but instead he continues to go on shows like 
you know, Bill O'Reilly, um, who pandered to the to the people who he really wants to vote to. He also in this interview stated that um, there is he gave his campaign an order not to talk to them, not to talk to Roland Martin, not to talk to um, uh, to, to Tom Joyner or to places where you know there are a large number of African American followers. So very interesting topic, and I, I say all that because. Um, I wondered, I really wondered as I sat back and watched this, not so much um, what Trump is doing, but is Trump in in what he's doing making this election too easy for Hillary Clinton? Um, because we could say all day about what Trump does, but the truth is we still don't really hear a whole lot from what Secretary Clinton is doing. What is she going to do um, about, you know, is she going to come talk to us? She ain't she ain't yet to do that either, and so I just wonder is he making this like too easy for him or for Hillary, excuse me, or um, or or not? Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was uh, set up, but you know, it is what it is. If I say that, I'm a conspiracy theorist. You think that it was set up? I think I mean, they knew he was not a truly feasible candidate. I mean, for real. There is nothing about mm-hmm. him that screams, you can read, you can lead the country. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And now so, it's so just think- like, this is the worst presidential election ever. And I mm-hmm. feel like it was just, it's tailor-made for, for Hillary to win. She's not having to do a whole lot. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I that's, that's kind of, again, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I don't think, you know, because I think that a lot of people are just, and I'm, again, like I said last week, I am not at all suggesting or telling anybody who to vote for, but I think it gets to the point where we can't continue to just say, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Like, that's not working. At some point, we got to either say, I'm going to get my own candidate or, you know, I don't know, or do I say, or do you, if that's not the case, do you say, I'm not going to participate? Because when you start talking, saying you're not going to participate, then you have that group of, you know, that group of thought that says, well, to not participate is, you know, it's unconstitutional, and our, our forefathers fought for you to have the right to vote. Well, it's like, I don't, in my mind, it's like, well, yeah, they fought for me to have the right to vote, but that don't mean that I have to vote, um, especially if the people who I'm voting for, um, again, don't speak to or refuse to speak to what to who to who I am and my issues. Right. I mean, I get that part. You know, them saying I don't have to vote, but you you give up the right to complain about anything that happens as a result of the vote if you don't participate. And again, for me, um, being in the position that I'm in that does not pay by the way, um, you still need to vote for the other positions that are on that ballot. It's not just about the president. As we saw in Obama's first four years, he could make a he could not make anything happen without those wonderful people um in the house you know, in the house. And and so that mm-hmm. to me is where we need to be focusing our attention. And everybody's so caught up in the presidential side that you haven't even investigated your candidates that are up for re-election that don't need to be put back in those seats. And so I think that that is where we should focus our attention is, you know, 
Look, we know this presidential race is screwed up. So let's put it, find a way to mobilize and get the House together so that even if he does try to do something stupid, just like they stopped Obama, they should be able to stop him. You know, and so mm-hmm. that's where I feel like we need to focus our attention is, okay, it, 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 this is not the only thing that's on the ballot. It is just simply mm-hmm. not. And if you want to skip mm-hmm. that one choice whatsoever um, and just let the ships fall where they may in that area, fine. But control the part that you can control and that, that mm-hmm. House and the Senate and that all of that vote for what we need. You know, and, and mostly in those areas, it's all change. Because they all been in there way too long and have gotten really, really comfortable with just saying, well, whoever paid me the most, I'll vote in your direction. We need new people in there, period, point blank. So, yeah, to not vote is kind of asinine, in my opinion, um, because you need to so you're saying, stand up for what so you're know, saying. Yeah. You're saying you're saying vote for Congress and don't, if, even if you don't agree for a president, a particular, right. or anybody president you Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree Yeah I do agree to your question Um, To answer your question I do think that Trump is making it Entirely too easy for um, Hillary She's not having to um, Defend or Really discuss much of what She plans to do She's just having to prove how it's different From what he's saying that he's going to do um, I don't think that neither of them really have much policy outlined as far as what they will do if elected, um, and that's frustrating for a voter who's really looking to find out the substance, like what we've been saying um, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, who's going to speak to the agenda? We're so now all of a sudden the black vote is sexy again, and that's what everyone wants to make um, their speeches about. But again, no one's really speaking to us. I think it's it's crazy that just because you say African-Americans, minorities, Hispanics in your speech, you're assumed to be speaking to African-American, you know, general minorities and Hispanics. That's not the case. And when you have a panel of black people who are saying, you're not speaking to us, this is not how you reach us, and then everyone else on the panel is like, oh, but we are, oh, but we are, and we're thinking, how many times, how many different people do we have to show you to let you know that. And to say that you go from 1% of the black vote to 8% of the black vote is not a leap. That's not a leap. Like, that's not even a double digit. So the fact that we're even having um, that having the conversation of how to have the conversation with black people is disheartening to black people as a whole to think that, like, how do you really think 70-some-odd days out from the election we're going to have a viable conversation that's going to get anything done for us in November going forward within this first cycle because we're just we don't even know what we want to have the conversation about now. We don't and they don't either. They don't even know how to start the conversation. Hillary or um Trump. So it's it's just it's as an African American voter, it is a very frustrating space and I, I agree with Keisha, it's very important that we do um find ways to make our local elections more appealing because I think a lot of it is just lack of um information. We all say that it's important for us to vote, it's important for us to vote, it's important for us to vote, and there are some people who are active and really, really want to know what's going on. And honestly, there I know here in Oklahoma there are people who don't miss elections and will be at the polls and ask, 
what is this what is this for? You know what I'm saying? Because there has not been the conversation had locally amongst each other on the news saying that it's getting ready to happen, talking about the candidates, having the debates with the candidates. The most I heard about some elections was Facebook controversy back and forth. Had I not been on certain Facebook groups or posts, I would have never known who one of the candidates were for a very important um, area here in Oklahoma. So we've got to find a way, and I said, you know, um, African Americans are sexy now, but we've got a way. We've got to find a way to make our local elections just as sexy as what we make these big, you know, our presidential elections. If we're going to say that the presidential election, our votes don't count, like if that's going to be what we're going to say, like if we're going to say that, you know, they've already got their candidate, they already have their pick. Okay, cool. That doesn't release you from all responsibility as far as voting is concerned. So I totally agree with Keisha. You mm-hmm. still have to find a way to mobilize in your local areas and, and get it done. Um, one more thing I'm going to say before I, I, I'm going to stop talking for a second. Mark Lamont Hill was on The Breakfast Club, and he was speaking about how, um, because since then Donald Trump has said, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose, black people? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me because Mark Lamont Hill has been very, very vocal, especially this cycle, um, regarding the back and forth of Hillary versus Trump and all that. He said he's almost willing to say, Look, go ahead, let him in office. Not that he's necessarily going to vote for him. But yeah, he's not going, he, I, you know what I'm saying? He was like, go ahead, let him four years, let him do his thing, let him see how it is, and, and let us see how it is. All of these wonderful Trump supporters, let us see what's really good, and then that will give us time to vote for the third party because that's what he was saying. He's going, he wanted to vote for a third-party candidate. I don't actually remember exactly which one it was at the particular time, but he was saying he wanted to vote for the third Stein. party. And they were saying, it might have been. It might have been Jill Stein, actually. It, it very well could have been. But then, I, then I think um, one of the other commentators was like, "Hey, but you know, isn't that really saying that to vote for Trump if you vote for them because they're not going to win? You know, they're not going to win." He was like, "That's why we think they're not going to win because that's the understanding of a third-party candidate. If everybody goes into the booth with the understanding that they won't win, and that just you know takes them off the ballot altogether, with the assumption, if imagine if those that many people actually took the chance and voted, imagine what difference can we can make. But if that is what we're going to say, like I just said, if we're going to say we're not going to vote, that vote doesn't count. He says, okay, fine. If that's what we're going to say, that that vote doesn't count, so take these four years while he's in there messing stuff up to build that third-party candidate. If anything, all that's going to do is make it an easy win, hook, line, and sinker to prove that person is more more viable candidate than Trump or Hillary, whoever gets in. It's pretty much what he was saying. If we want a third party, if we want different, then we're going to have fine. Let it be what it be. We're going to say this one is rigged. Now that we recognize that, now fix it. And I thought, hmm, that's different, and especially coming from a voice that's usually so vocal in, you know, what we would assume would be the the vote, vote, vote way. He was thinking, yeah, we're gonna vote, but we're, let's we gotta change the way that we do this. We have to remix the way that they can get our vote. So that was very interesting to me, and that was a different perspective that I hadn't looked at because I wanted any, I didn't want nothing to do with Trump in office. Not four years, not two days, not nothing, not no time. But that was a different way to look at that for me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Seventy days, huh? Sixty days. Mm-hmm. November. I just can't. November's right around the corner. It's gonna be interesting. I just think we yes, gotta stay. You know, we gotta stay in this thing. We can't just like walk away and just not participate somehow. So we gotta, you know. Again, my thing is, I'm not gonna tell anybody who to vote for. Just when you choose, know why you're voting for the person that you uh, are voting for. Don't pick them because your mama pick them. Don't pick them because your pastor say pick them. Don't pick them because mm-hmm. you, you know, because I say pick them. Don't pick them. Pick them because this is who you researched and you studied and you believe is going to be the best choice. Don't 
Don't say because of what they wish they can do, because all of them wish and say they're going to do stuff and then get uh, there and don't do nothing. I told you, uh, the best, the, the probably the biggest piece of advice that, the best piece of advice I've heard that I've, I've really um, liked was, um, oh, I can see his face. I can't remember his, his name. I can see it. Cornell West, thank you. When Dr. West made the statement about President Obama, he said, I love him. I think he might, he's, he's a good brother. He said, but I need to know who is paying, who is bankrolling your campaign, um, because that alone will tell you who they are going to represent when they get in office. And if that hasn't been true, if that has not been true with our wonderful president, then I don't know what else. And so I think it's and the same with Congress. If they pay, and the same thing with us on our job. As many as, as look, you go to work, and your boss, whether you agree with it or not, there are a lot of things that your boss to ask you to do that you do. Why? Because every other Friday or the fifteenth and the thirtieth or whatever, mm-hmm. you want that check. So you are we do we do things like that just because we know we have to, or because if we don't, we're not gonna get paid. And uh, Mama didn't do mm-hmm. that so you gonna get paid. <laughs> you won't work. Run, run me my money. Don't pay to be a rebel. Yeah, run my, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I told you all the time the rebels get shot, man. Like it's cool, but you don't realize like all of the cool movies with rebels in it, they all die. Like there's a reason. I'm serious. They all die. Like they die. Three hundred, he died. Gladiator, he died. Like they all die. They all die. All, right. all the cool people. The hero's death, like, but it's a death that still the same. Yeah. <laughs> the funny people don't die. Now the funny guy don't die. But the yeah, the rebel he died. Even the Bible, the prophets, they all died. The disciples died. They all did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> dead, dead. <laughs> dead. Dead. They got beheaded. It's <laughs> like, oh wow, that's cool. But yeah, you got to get cut off. Um, so it's just something to think about. You're right. All right, other story that you guys see. So Colin Kaepernick, um, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, um, last preseason game, sat down while the Star Spangled Banner was being played. Uh, Kaepernick says um, that he doesn't believe. He can't stand up for the Star Spangled Banner knowing that there are bodies on the street. Um, And this has caused uh, quite a bit of commotion, um, both on all over the place, really, because some people, of course, are saying that it's disrespectful um, for a man who has benefited so well from uh, from the quote-unquote freedoms of this country to now they want to protest. And some are saying, that he should he should be able to protest um, because of the freedom that you get to this country, and so um, yeah, so pretty very interesting on both sides. I mean, you've got some prominent African Americans who come out against him, um, like former NFL player um, Rodney Harrison. Um, then you've got some other people, um, some some Rodney Harrison. He was you got mm-hmm. the, you know safety for the. Um, New England Patriots that is now a broadcaster for NBC. Um, so he, so yeah, so he is trying to, uh, he's trying again to say that you know that he should do that. Kaepernick points out that, or not excuse me, not Kaepernick, but one of the things I don't know if you guys saw that came out from this was um, that really 
um, the origins of the Star Spangled Banner were a little interesting. Let's I'll say that. Mm. So that we usually, no, we usually say they were not interesting. Yeah, we, they were right. Yeah, we usually <laughs> very right. We usually we usually yeah we usually sing the first second verses, but there were actually more verses. And so the third verse of the Star Spangled Banner goes a little something like this. Uh, it says, and where is that band who so vauntedly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out of their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, so the story goes that, uh, yeah, that 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 the writer uh, Francis Scott Key was both a slave owner and an abolitionist. But this song was written um, in the wake of him being defeated by a British army that had uh, that some of the, that some slaves had joined because Great Britain had said that in their territory they would um, allow these, these slaves to be free. Um, so he was basically mad that some slaves beat him, and so as a part of this, he included slaves to say that um, their blood would their blood or their death would wipe away the stain of these other people's getting killed. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Colin Kaepernick, what are your thoughts? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Stand, stand sit, protest. Kind of weird guy making a hundred, kind of weird hundred guy making a hundred ten million dollars, complaining about freedom. What's your thoughts? No, see, and that's the problem right there. While on, see, we real quick. I'm so sick. Oh Lord, I need a recording of this. We, as a people, are so quick. To try to pay well, the this ain't just us. This no, is, I'm not. No, as humans, period. I really be quick to try to tell the people who stand up to sit down, but we won't stand up ourselves. If this is how he feels, he needs to protest regardless of how much money he makes. So let me think. If a homeless person was taking the same stand, I promise you, you would not care as much. So he has to use in his position, his influence. Nobody would be talking about it. Nobody would have done the research to find out what else was a part of that song. Nobody would have paid attention to the origin of that song or how rude and disrespectful it actually is to sit there and pledge allegiance to a song that was really written to satirically degrade you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. Nah. His money is not doesn't have anything to do with his moral standards. You know what I'm saying? Seriously? And to the people, and it's so funny how quick, because I've seen about three different athletes, um, and I'm not going to say names, but I've seen three different athletes come out speaking about, oh, he's just so rude and disrespectful. Player, Mm -mm, don't try to make yourself relevant off this one. Just don't, because it's a bad look. He he has a, a great point in my opinion. Um, I don't think a lot of athletes, I mean, honestly, who would have known the origin of that song had he not done it? 
Nobody cared. Nobody looked into it. Nobody researched it until he took a stand. So, honestly, at this point, I think he's already done a great job because he's making people look um, look into it. That's my thing. I like to spark a flame, drop a seed, and make you research. Um, and, uh, yes, the freedoms of America came at a price, a very large price. And to be perfectly honest, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, as African black people of color, anybody that's considered a minority, I'm sorry, you might be a little confused, but you ain't never free, sweetie. You're licensed. As long as you play in the box, you're fine. As soon as you step outside of that box, you are not free, honey. Sorry. Now, you can keep with the illusion if you like. But the truth is the truth. You're free as long as you play in the box. It's, it's, so, I mean, I'm, I stand with him, I, well, sit with him in this case um, on that. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance hey, 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 and the Star of Spangled Banner, all of that, you know, when you really think about this country and and, and just how it treats People of color. I I couldn't imagine had I not simply been trained that way, um, choosing to pledge my allegiance to this at all, you know. But um, it was something else. So let me so let so me say this. So do you? I think I think you know I I can agree with you that that um, this this has sparked a really good debate. Um, and some some pretty interesting research. Um, I do I do agree with that. But in actual in actuality, I have to put in, in the, the counter argument to that is when he made this decision, he didn't know the third stance. He didn't know the third person play of, of this most most likely, um, or he probably would have said it. Uh, but be that as it may, even if he did or didn't, I think this has caused a really good discussion that can that is continuing. Um, to progress in this country, and I think what it, what, it, what this particular thing has done, um, from what I'm seeing, is it's causing or pulling different people into the argument, because you know now it's it's um, I'm starting to maybe maybe they were before and I just didn't see it, but I'm be honest, I'm starting to see more white people tap into these discussions, and what and good or bad, you know, but some a lot more saying, listen, yeah, I, I, as much as I don't necessarily agree with sitting down, uh, I do understand why he would, and guess what? That's his privilege, and that's his right, so, you know, do you. Um, and I think, I think again, I think it, it's having an effect. I think it has an effect because, again, football football is completely different than basketball, too, by the way. So, you know, a thing like that, somebody made a statement that he should have done something like what Carmelo and D-Wade and LeBron did, or he should have done something like that. Um, because that was more respectful, and <laughs> I kind of laughed at it like, I kind of laughed at it like, well, yeah, but what they did was on the ESPYs, and you know, uh-huh. it, this is a two totally different things, so you really can't compare the two. And what really was disrespectful about it? I mean, he, you, you just don't like it. He didn't necessarily disrespect it. it. He just didn't follow. He just didn't follow a social norm. And so because it's a social norm and we think that, you know, we think that it's wrong, which is to be honest, we think that it's wrong for certain people to do it. 
because I don't see many of people burn the flag, and huh. you know, and it doesn't get this level of um, of response. I mean, some of this stuff that I've seen, like I've seen on his Twitter feed when they took on him a stupid end. You you just hmm. you know it's like dag y'all going in on this about sitting down real hard on a I hope you I hope you break your neck the first game you stupid end I'm like dang like really there is a there now? is a sense of ownership that is eerie in the tone of the way that these people are speaking to this man yeah. it's almost as though he's in a in a bullpen and people are just literally hurling their assumed disciplined at him you know what I mean like there he's being yes, reprimanded for stepping out of line and and that in yeah. itself is more reason to sit than any like if his Hello. stance was not for the reason you know if, if just his re his re his original stance be damned at this point like the fact that I can't right. say what I feel freely right. without being right. threatened with my life my job my livelihood and because racist buy a ticket to come watch me play does not mean I now owe a certain group of people any type of allegiance because your amount of money paid my amount of money. I worked, I played those games, regardless if you agree with the amount of money I make or not. Did I not earn that money? So the fact that you, his, his, like Keisha said, his salary is of no consequence at this right. point. It, it matters not how much money this man makes or who gave him that money, especially if he decides to risk it all because he's also said that. I'm fully aware that I could lose endorsements. I could lose all this. I could lose your, your, your grace, whatever I may have had. Is gone. That's fine. And this is not where I plan to stop my protest. He said me sitting down right. at the beginning of what I plan to do. So to, to attack this man and then to, to have it Come, and the same thing I feel like with KD. However you feel as a fan, the, for the fact that this man made a life choice for himself to move and make a, a, a decision that he felt best for him and his situation, his franchise, should matter not the fact that we have hate songs, we burning jerseys, we make it, we, yes, you know, all ridiculousness is going on. Yeah, it's just, and I'm thinking, what would make someone want to be a part of that. There's going to be a lot. I feel this uh, This is only starting. The SPs, even though it was classy and comfortable and whatever the case may be, this this will not be the end of athletes saying enough is enough. They wanted athletes to speak. Everybody said athletes speak. They're going to speak all right. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be what they expect because you cannot continue to to it, it's just it's like your skirts are showing. You know what I mean? Like the, all bets are off. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's scared. It's not even a nervous anymore. Like it's being apparent that things are changing, and the all bets are off. There's no need for me to hide it anymore. I'm gonna tell you exactly how I feel. And with that, you, I think this country has to be very prepared for what's about to happen when you do that. You know what I mean? You take your gloves off, then that, and that, and I'm not saying that in any way to spark violence. I'm saying that in all, and, and you, you know, when you take the proverbial gloves off and say, "I'm gonna show you who I am," you get that same in return. And I don't know. I, there's a lot that's been hidden in our people that I don't think the country is ready for. And when we do mm-hmm. things like this for simply standing up and saying, "I'm tired," like because I just said I'm tired, I didn't, I did not play. I didn't not show up. I didn't, you know what right. I mean? I still did my job. I just sat down doing a song that right. I'm not Don't paid work. to sing. I'm not here to stand for this three minutes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I have to do all of that. Boy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And see, I'm, I'm just to piggyback, you know, I just had to because you brought up a very valid point. 
who pays the people? Now, the the audacity of people to sit back and say, well, I'm buying these tickets, and he don't want to salute the flag or stand through on the song. Amazing. My taxes pay y'all wonderful police who shoot my people down in the street. So can I come in and be talking to you the state representatives for a little bit? Now you want to preach. Now you want to preach, huh? And the spirit of keeping it 100. I need to be talking to my state representatives telling them, y'all give me my taxes back because y'all screwing up. I don't want a dime of my money to go to no fake police. Can I do that? Well, shut up. We're going to shut up. That's what we do. And we're talking about some football. The doggone game. We're going to go to the game. A game that you don't even participate in. Like, you watch from your couch. You just mad over. Shut up. Uh-uh. So I just of, watched construction this past weekend. Like these okay. people are risking their ready. whole lives. Yeah. No, I ain't ready because yeah. I just thought I just thought about that. Like the fact that these people get to pass judgment and then wish that these people are are hurting themselves physically on first game. Really, really, like right. to even speak right. those words into the atmosphere, knowing the the wear and tear that these people are putting on their bodies for our entertainment. And then you get mad and threaten my life because you mad because I take a They mad. That's a very good that's a very good uh transition into so that you guys see that um Chicago police are moving to fire six um six officers in the Laquan McDonald shooting. Um so um, what's happened is um, that Superintendent Eddie Johnson has filed administrative charges against, um, and it gives the names, of course, Officer Van Dyke um, and five of his friends, um, and because um, they found that their reports um, were not in line with what actually happened in the Laquan mm-hmm. McDonald shooting. Initially, it was seven but one of the officers has resigned or has retired, excuse me. And so um, so now it's just down to six people. What they're saying is that the proceedings will begin September 19th with hearings. Of course, um, Officer Van Dyke was charged um, and has been placed on uh, administrative leave, but he is, um, but he obviously is, is not um, in custody. He is the officer, for those of you guys who don't know, um, is the officer who fired all 16, fired 16 bullets into Laquan McDonald, seven of which I believe they said is why he was already on the ground. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. because, as we know, um, we have not seen any uh, police officers um, held accountable to uh, for not just this one, but any not other shooting, except for, them, you know, they might be placed on administrative leave and go get a job. Which means they feel getting paid. Like that. So, yeah, so, so I'm interested to see what it is. And some people have said, I've, I've, I've listened to some things that have said that the only reason this is happening um, is because, obviously, number one, this is on tape, and number two, because the superintendent is an African-American male, and so um, he's being forced to do it. And then when I saw it, I'm like, really? Like, dude, just can't do the right thing. But, okay, whatever. Right. Um, so, like, we <laughs> just can't do the right thing. Life, so, all right. Yeah, so... I'm like, whatever. Whatever he does, whatever but, you know, he does, let's just hold some people accountable at some point for something. 
something. Yeah, I, I think that it changed the, the whole mindset, is if we could just start making the larger people accountable, the smaller people will pay closer attention to the fact, oh, this is not supposed to happen. You know, that's really. But more so, in this case, they said that they that they all falsified the police reports. Um, yeah. All and basically went along with his them. story. So they all lied together. And that's a big thing with police. Recently, right. reading some I mean, court documents on my that own. I know. That's what I'm saying. I was reading some mm-hmm. documents on my own, and they blatantly lied. Like, it was three officers that blatantly lied in their report. And then mm-hmm. there was one officer mm-hmm. that told the truth. And it was like, so this is how it really works. Because the one mm-hmm. officer that told the truth is the only one that was actually admissible in court. But the fact that the other three had completely lied on the police report, why is that even yeah. possible? Why is that yeah. even okay? Why is that even in a foul with somebody's name? Why did they think it was okay to even do it if it hadn't? How many other cases has it been done that did not get this attention? That just are just filed away, just filed away, just yep. filed away, and, or they end up with trumped that up was charges true. in jail behind yep. somebody's straight up lie. Really? Yep. This is that's. I mean, that's my big. I'm not gonna say my big system. My whole issue is the system in and of itself, baby. But um, yeah, that 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 is a major problem. It's too much uh, variability based on human emotion. Period. Y'all are people, and y'all have other people's lives in your hands, and they they taking a, like they got a real issue with authority. I mean, for real, I think that police should have to do the Zimbargo study before they actually go on the street. You should be able to observe how they act when they are in a position of authority um, before you actually put them on the street. Six months of part of training, that ain't nothing. Yeah. nothing. That's not enough to learn the yeah. real laws that, that you're supposed uh-huh. to uphold. That's not enough to learn yeah. how to properly de-escalate a situation. You know what I'm saying? They're not taught properly. And then they get out here and they feel like they can just do whatever they want to do. And there's way too many... Um, references for this Too many for it to not be being addressed Really It's just too yeah, many I think what's, that's, You know that's actually one of the things That, that uh, Kaepernick points out In his in his, uh, in his argument is He says I don't know if y'all heard the part where he said Man it takes He said, he said, uh, he said college cosmetologists Have to go to school what do you say, For a year in order to do To do hair He's like, like you gotta be in school like a year to do hair but you yep. could be a police officer in six months. I'm in like, six months. With a I'm gun like, and a and everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's actually pretty. He's like, you know, you can you can get a driver's license and two tests, which is which is dumb. You can get a, you know, like you don't even need much to get a gun. But to do hair, you got to go to school yep. for a year. And I just thought that was pretty funny. And true. Um, and, and true. So we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with this. We're going to keep an eye on it because, again, we know that there has been really in terms of accountability, um, there's nothing been done So, um, in any of these types of cases. So we'll see what happens with it, and we'll follow up with that. Uh, but what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and jump into this topic. Again, if you are listening by phone or online and have a question or a comment, you can always give us a call at 929-477-2304. 
Again, that's 929-477-2304. Then press the number 1, which lets us know that you have a question or a comment, uh, and we want to hear from you. So we'll be right back after this. We're going to go to break, um, and we're going to listen to some Afro Soul by our sister, Miss Gochi. We'll be right back after the break.
All right, all right. That was Ubochi with Afro Song. Afro Soul. Sorry about that, my bad. <laughs> that was Ugochi with Afro Soul. All right, so this first this segment is going to be brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. You can get your all-natural hair and skin care products at elegancebydesign.com. That's design with a Z. All right, y'all. So tonight we are going to talk about where do singles find good mates. Um, this has been something that we talked about quite a bit in our chat um, on the scoop in our group, the chat, or the scoop chat. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I've gotten all flustered real quick. But in our the scoop group, we are always talking about where do we find quality mates. We're all saying that we're tired of going to the same places. We're tired of running into the same people. Our cities are too small. You know, everyone's in with everyone. This world is so big, where do we find good mates? So we've been having little discussions, and tonight we're going to kind of delve into that. Um, I have not been single for a very long time, so I have not had to personally be out there looking for mates, but I do have quite a few single girlfriends, and I have to say um, creativity is a must <laughs> if you are looking for um, new, it seems. Um, lately, I've noticed a lot more people are going to the gym, and it's not so much for the get fitness portion of that <laughs> as it used to be. Um, so I think it's more, um, I don't even know if it's just where people are. I think people are more or less now looking more for what their interests are. They're going where their passions are and opening their minds to what's available there. And I think that's actually smart. And I think because it's new, it seems more frustrating, but I think that's, you'll, you'll end up with a better mate when you start to go for where you're more comfortable. That way you don't have to stretch so far out of your box, especially in the beginning stages, if you're already on mutual common ground with each other. Um, Keisha, when I think you both have way more insight into this than I do as far as, um, where good solid mates are found or even potential mates are found. What do you all think? Keisha, what do you think? You most okay, recently now. found you a boo, honey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> honey, <was> yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, honestly, you took the words right out of my mouth on the where do you find a mate? You find them where you want to be. And that takes a little mm-hmm. bit of self-discovery. So, in order for me to find the person that's best for me, then I have to know what I like for me. And that's a very serious issue with people not really knowing what they want for them. Like, oh, I want this picture-perfect man, but then when that picture-perfect man show up, you're like, oh, you soft. You're getting on my nerves. Go away. <laughs> know what I asked for. Let me tweak this list a little bit to add mm-hmm. a little spice to it. You know, um, I have, if you're a person who sit on the Internet, 90% of your day, you need to find somebody that's on the Internet. So that's where that black people meet and plenty of uh-huh. fish and all of that come into play because you're going to find somebody that's just like you, hopefully. Um, if you're super saved and you believe that you need to be at the church every time the door opens, you need to find that same person every time you there, they there. Hey, how you doing? Know? They meet you in the parking yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Y'all need to go and get together. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really need to find them where they at or where you are more than anything. So, to me, that would be the meeting place. My meeting place is someplace where I like to be. Okay? 
So <laughs> if, if I'm the strip club type, that might be where I meet you. Because if you can make it rain on her, you could definitely make it drizzle over here. Let's holler. You know, hey, um, so. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> I'm with you, honey. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just how I feel. Like, if you're looking for it, you'll find it when you find you. For real. Now on the referral system, I'm not I'm I'm not too keen on the referral system. Um, the hooking up, the hookups, the the blind. Yes, or somebody telling me, "Ooh, girl, I found somebody that you gonna love them." Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like that either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. See, I like to find mine at family reunions of my friends, not through my friends. See, this is what you do. You just do to the family reunion <laughs> and that cousin. Yes, that distant cousin, the one that everybody man, like, yeah, I don't get a chance to see him that much. Yep, he the one because he ain't all up in your business. You don't talk to him that much, so don't start talking to him now. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> so, you Y'all wouldn't long distance love cousins before. Don't start doing it now. That is exactly. Funny. So don't get to call in my house. I'm checking on my cousin. No, no, player, no, no. So you wasn't worried about them before, don't worry about them now. See, that's, that's what I'm on right now. It was a, a reunion, and I, you know, slipped up on him. But that, that's okay. That works for me. Because now I know, first of all, that your family is important to you, which is my family is important to me um, for a number of reasons. You know what I'm saying? And then it's a more open kind of thing. I get to see what your plate looks like, you know, so I can see you. You're a carnivore. You're eating a lot of meat. You know, I get a few different things for me. So that works in this instance, but it don't always work. I did the online dating. Um, that was boring to me mm. and very taxing because catfish is real. Um, and we even talked about the hat fishing here recently. That was even more funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, all of his pics, he got on a hat. He oh. got on a fedora. He got on the baseball cap. He got on the uh, the uh, Kango. You don't never see his head. You mess around, see his head. You're going to take two steps back in horror or disbelief. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And that's why that don't work me. I'm going to need to see you real life and in person or some video chatting. I, that's a beautiful thing to me now because even if it is long distance, if you video chatting with the person, you can still see them. Now, if they're real, real time good, interaction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, if they're real good, some of them still got that um, Instagram ability. they still going to hold their phone to a certain angle uh-huh. and a certain distance. Oh, yeah. So you, <laughs> they got more so views than Drake. I need more views than Drake for you. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I mean, to me, it's all about you. You know, finding good single people depends on the single person. You can't, you don't want to go shopping in a grocery store for a man and you can't cook. <laughs> you setting yourself up for major disappointment. And to get your feelings hurt, because if he saw you grab all that food and you grocery shopping, he thinking you about to throw down and you getting in there talking about some, you want these ramen noodles. Now he doesn't feel bait and twitched at this point. <laughs> bait and twitched for real. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what you think? Because yeah. I know your thing is always you don't like the fact that people automatically assume that because you are at church all the time, you won't, you know, <laughs> the head of the usher board, you know, at the house. So, and I mean, I get that. And especially since I've gotten a chance to know you outside of Reverend, Reverend Burns, you know, I can totally understand how frustrating that would be. So, like, aside from, and in, that, and in a way, meeting someone who, where you spend a lot of time can actually put you for, further into that box because you spend a lot of time at church. So has that been more frustrating for you, having to, in a way, get out of the church to broaden your horizons, considering that's where you spend so much of your time? Uh, right. Bruh, bruh, WB. <laughs> Bro, damn. Are, are you pleading the fifth on this one? Oh, you know, I was talking. I forgot. I, I forgot. My bad. I, I was already talking. I'm like, what you talking about? I was going to say, you know what? We're going to let him continue to think. I had his to mute, but I'm sorry. No, so I, my thing is, I don't. Um, because I'm, yeah, I'm working when I'm at church. So you coming up to me trying to, oh, bless God, hope, oh, reverend, it is so, that does nothing for me. Because like you said, I am way more than that. And so um, that's, that is a large, that is who I am. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm the same person in church that I'm, I'm out of church. That's not like something I do differently. But mm-hmm. um, I, I want to do more. And so I think what makes me concerned about that is like you said, there is a box that you're placed in, but not only just the box that you're placed in, it's the assumption that you don't get, that I don't get to just be a normal guy. Like, again, when I am in that mode, I'm working, meaning I am usually praying over people. I'm usually, you know, ministering or singing, and, you know, and so when I'm when I'm off, like, I don't, I'm off. I'm off. Like, I'm not trying to be Pastor Burns at home. And so... You know, so I want yeah, like, refill mode. I would imagine. Yeah, and so I need somebody who is who doesn't need that from me. Not ever, but who doesn't need that constantly. Um, so do I think that I, I don't think that? And I said I said it when we talked about in the group. I think that actually, for women, the church is probably the worst place that, the worst place to find a man right now, um, because our churches mm-hmm. are full of women. So if our churches are full of women, why do you come to church trying to find a man? Um, and unless he is a certain type of man, church is the perfect place to be a whore. Like, hmm. you can be all kind of male whores in the church, and it's okay. Because, again, it's like 50, 11 women to you. So I wouldn't necessarily – Nobody's saying it's not anything. A place that you can't find <laughs> – Yeah, and I'm not saying right, – and I'm not saying it's not a place that you, you can't find any good dudes. I'm not saying it at all. Just like I won't – you know, but – it's just easy, you know what I mean? Like, it's real easy to, you know, unless you're the type of man, like I said, who really is trying, you can get away with a lot of stuff there in, in, in church. Again, well, I, I kind of actually agree with Keisha. you got to find places that you um, that you like and the things that you like to do. And I said on the post what I said was is that if you find your purpose, if you find and start doing the things that are directed towards the person that you are, meaning the purpose that God has for your life, and I think that person as a woman uh, or as a man, you will find that person there, you know, because, again, you go, you know, you, you attract who you are. And if you are 
um, you know, someone who's in the sport. Another thing, can I can I change it up a little bit? Cause, no, yeah, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Here is yeah. the other crazy thing that I that I, that I annoys me. Um, and I get the whole um, man, you know, it's a man's job to pursue, and the woman has to find the man should be find the one finding the woman, all that stuff. I get it, completely get it. I agree with it to a certain extent, but ladies. Again, if we don't see you, we can't pursue you. So if you're sitting at home, um, and and, and this is I I say this to be to be dramatic. But if all you're doing is sitting at home and doing, you know, and 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 reading your Bible, I'm not gonna ever see you. Like I'm not gonna see you. You're praying for me to show up at your imaginary door. Yeah, (laughs) go to the go to the gym. Go to the concert, you know, go to the, uh, you know, go to the whatever, the grocery store, you know, go to the grocery, whatever. Go do things that you enjoy doing, and I promise you, I will see you. We will see you. And when we see you, we'll be like, oh, yeah, there it is. That's her. There's something about her that I like. Oh, let me, let me get to know her better, you know. So don't just, like, put yourself in this little imaginary box that says the only thing I can do is go to church and I'm just gonna meet them there, or I'm just gonna go to you know. Same thing at work. You probably need you know work is a, is not a bad place to meet them either. But just don't don't just don't let let this whole thing. I'm just gonna stay and hide and, and the Lord gonna send them. No, doesn't work like that. Sorry, just doesn't work like that. Sorry. Yeah, so. that whole waiting on the Lord. Why he waiting on you thing? Well, and I'm not saying don't wait on the Lord. I'm just saying don't. Wait on the Lord while you sitting in the house on you know like every Friday night, every Saturday night, every every night you go to work, you go you know you come home and I'm just gonna stay here and, and spend the rest of my evening in worship and the Lord is gonna say, it's not gonna go unless he's a cable guy who comes in search and puts a cable or he's a you know the electrician who comes you know what I mean unless, unless he's somebody he's not coming to your house like he's not doing that. So don't set yourself up for failure by thinking you got to hide away and, you know, and you can't go out and enjoy, just enjoy life. We will find, we will find you because trust me, we're looking for you. Dudes are looking for women. So we don't want, we don't like to be single either. I don't care what nobody say. It's, it's terrible. Just my thought. Well, I mean, hey. You say, oh, that sounds great to me. I just needed to, I just needed to get rid of that because that thought was no way for me. Oh, no, Boaz right. found Ruth. Yes, where? Where did he find her? <laughs> I believe where she was working. Find, oh, hmm. Where did he find the Lord? How do you all feel study. about search? Sorry, my bad. I'm getting what? a delay. My bad. <laughs> no, I was going to say, what? how do you all feel speaking about going to, you know, out of, getting out and being seen? Um, we've gotten to a point where we're saying now that you can't find love in a club. You can't go to a club and find love. I think it really depends on the people because I have really noticed that there are some couples, if if you genuinely enjoy dancing, being around a lot of people, having a drink every now and again, you like music, you like getting out there and being social like that, 
And when you're saying you spend the majority of your time out in social situations like that, because that's what you enjoy, not necessarily because you're searching for single, you know, you're searching for someone, but that's just the vibe that you like. I think that you could absolutely find someone who's apt, is there for those same things and then link up and have cool hangout fun and really, really have intimate and I think people think that clubs aren't intimate. And I think if you both enjoy being there and then you enjoy being with each other, then that can also be an intimate situation. So I I, want to know how you all feel. Are we, in a way, discounting ourselves from the experience because we put such stigma around what the club is supposed to offer? I guess that's what I'm trying to sum up my my whole dissertation this evening. Like, we counted ourselves out of real connections based on what socially we're saying are jump offs. Like if you met at the club, mm, that ain't going to last like that type of thing. Do we think that's really still true? Or do we think that there's a, there's, there's, there's room to expel that. Um, I would say that there's room to expel that. And I would say that because you can meet a person at church and they steal a dog. It doesn't matter where you meet them. It's about the the quality of people that you attract. Um, and then that that has a lot to do with the type of person that you are. So, you know, I don't think that um, where you meet the person is as important as the type of connection you have with the person when you meet them, you know? So, uh, yeah. Well, what you I think? Mean, I think that the issue wow. is... Yes, yes. I'm be singing you a song in a minute. I want to hear it. I want to hear this. Mm -hmm. Talk about it like the head, head go. Not tonight. I was joking. (laughs) I don't necessarily think that it's it's so much as about the where. Again, I think it goes back to there are people who don't club. And so if you don't club, you won't find, you know, that's not a place that you would probably enjoy. But if you, like you said, if you like to go out and dance, that's the different. Plus, there's a difference between clubbing and clubbing. Like, there are nice clubs that you can go and dance, and then, you know, there are clubs. Okay, let me give you, let me say this. There's, well, Takesha, you wouldn't understand this because you, you, you've never been there. But there's the tree lounge. Like there's a difference. So like the tree is like this little it's like dancing in your living room where everybody's smoking. You call them hole in the wall. And you get the hole in the wall. It's not even a real good hole in the wall. It's like literally like you walk into the dungeon into the a really small basement and yeah, and so, but that's what I heard. I mean, you know, dear church people, I don't go to the tree. Mm, I'm just saying. Mm, um, but <laughs> it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, and you go down there, like, and you need your inhaler. <laughs> you do. You do. Don't wear your good hair, ladies. Do not oh wear the good bundles to the tree lounge. Don't oh do it. Oh, my God. So it's <laughs> that, and then there are, you know, there are the nice places where, you know, the, the lounge, where you just go dance. So, I mean, I think, again, it depends on, where you're going, like, I wouldn't, you know, again, not to say that you can't meet your spouse in in the tree. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that. Uh, that you can have a ball in the tree. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to tell you what else can happen in the tree because then y'all know I really went there. Uh, but see, see? it's just the fact that it's the fact that 
uh, but there are, again, if you're looking for a certain type of person, your odds are going to be better if you are in a certain place versus another place. That's that's really what I'm saying. If you can find it anywhere, again, if, if your odds are, but if you're looking for your odds and increase your odds, Keisha's point is exactly right. The type of person you're looking for is going to be at a certain place, and you got to be prepared for for that. So, Cousin, what you think, man? Where you, where you, what you, where you think single should go? The bread owl. We don't go to Walmart. The bread owl. Though. Yeah, we don't go to Walmart no more. We go to the real grocery store now. You want to find you a good, wholesome woman, you go to the real, wholesome grocery store. Not the throwback stores and the ones that you go to the groceries. You go where they sell. No. No. We have something better than Whole Foods here in this place called Oklahoma nowadays. There's this beautiful grocery store who doesn't pay this radio show, so I ain't going to say they name. But uh-huh. what they do do is cook your food. I'm talking about you can get a whole bag of groceries, and they're cooking for you. And you just take it home yeah. and cook for free by real That's food actually, chefs. That's actually pretty good. I ain't pretty talking good. about, ain't talking to about little about. Johnny and them that get, you know, line cook jobs or nothing like that. I'm talking about the boys with the checkered pants. The funny cook pants. Yeah. Like I never understood why you gotta have cooking pants, but they wear cooking pants. And the and the and the breast yeah. over jacket with the with the two foo hat or whatever that thing is called. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah man. It goes down. If I had one but, that might be a good place to find somebody like me who don't cook. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, and that's giving another message all at the same time. <laughs> I'm say, well, you know where to America? Get it. Uh at the church, it's good. Good women at the church, it's good women there. You you can find good women there. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, your local library, you read yeah. a book. You can find your young lady reading a book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you that keep your uh your your thirsty cup on your left hand side, there's always a park with a mother in there and no and no dad standing there to play with the kids. Just don't sneak up and be creepy. Just you know, kind of. Wiggle your way into the park, make it look like you're jogging or something. Oh, my goodness, you mm-hmm. are absolutely gorgeous. See, that's a free mm-hmm. one right there. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. That's bait right there. Mm-hmm. You baiting. You got the worm on the hook you hit her with. The, oh, my God, you are absolutely gorgeous. Like, act like your whole jog just stopped, B. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, man, I can't even exercise no more. You are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, you. That'll get you that good side smile. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you play too much. You're so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. And, and you know, mm-hmm. and my uh, my phrase that pays been the same since Langston. Like even before that, I was still kind of using it a little in high school. Just you Uh-oh. better be cute. Like very quick and subtle. You better be cute. <laughs> give it a little giggle at the end of it. She gonna give you a little giggle back, and you get a laugh. You got some conversation. Because she already knows mm-hmm. I got a guy that can make me laugh. You better believe it, baby. You better believe it. <laughs> you better believe it, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I can say that it really ain't about the, it ain't about the where can you find them. It's about the what can you say to keep them. That's what you need mm-hmm. to worry about. Finding them ain't the issue. Cause yeah, let's, 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 we gonna, don't, don't go there yet. We're going to go, we're going right. to go, we're going to do that in the second part. Second part, we're going to talk about that. Because it's, it's real, like you said, that's, that's, Introduction. I'll, I'll be taking notes on that one. Once you get the introduction, we got to talk to that one. That's why I said I'll be that's taking that's notes in that section because, boy, I could reel them in. 
But keeping them. They clutches. They clutches. I might be a man, but I should. I might be a fisher of men, but I sure don't know how to keep the fish. <laughs> you have that catch and release. You got that catch um, and release game. Yeah, I'm a, uh, what they call it, a, 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 a fisher of sport. You know what I mean? Like I'm fishing for sport. Like, oh Do you God. see this fish? That's nice. Throwing back in the water. Throwing back in the water. We just fishing for sport. We just want to see how big we can catch. So we could talk about it, take pictures, and bounce out and say, at least we get them. You know what I mean? Because I swear, that's my mouth. At least I could get them. You know I ain't get them. <laughs> but can you keep them? I don't know about that. I can get them. All right, we're going to do that. I would like to bread a fish for once. <laughs> can I get the at least bread and fish for once in my life? So oh, baby. Sheesh. All right, we got you. We got oh, you baby. Real quick, we gonna do. Hey, we gonna take. We gonna take a break real quick. And then we gonna do hot topics. And then after hot topics, so I think hot topics gonna help you, cuz So uh, we'll be right back. This is I'm Charles Freak. Woo, by Leah Joel. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> I'm not a man, I'm a man. 
Control Freak by Leah Joel. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this hot topic. So I posted it already on Facebook page as well as you know, on my Facebook page, um, but we posted something in the scoop group today, um, which turned out to be a pretty interesting topic and our interesting discussion. And we need to talk, we need to talk about this because this is our hot topic. So it says um, the meme I, I posted says that. Um, oh, hold on, wait, I lost my place. Sorry, hold on. It says that give me one sec. Oh, um, if a, if you love a man, ten dollar flowers are going to make you feel the same way a thousand dollar bag will. It's the fact he's showing you he's thinking of you. All right, so ladies, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say that up front. I don't believe it. So, I, I, but I need to hear y'all hear your um, hear your your thoughts and opinions on this because in the group. A large chunk of the ladies agreed with this, so y'all gonna have to help me because I don't agree with this to an extent. How does a ten dollar bag of flour make you feel the same way as a thousand dollar bag? Because they both gifts and supposed to be tokens of love and appreciation. And um, yeah, I'm, maybe you were expecting a more materialistic response. A materialistic mm-hmm. response would be mm-hmm. the difference. But for me, mm-hmm. that because I mean, really, the only difference between that is the price tag. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm not even, and for me, I'm not even a name brand person. I would look at you mm-hmm. like you were retarded if you gave me a thousand dollar purse. When that's like mm-hmm. almost two mortgage payments, or at least a mortgage payment and a kind of note. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus one get mm-hmm. the, the. I mean, you, if you're just trying to show me that you love me, price isn't mm-hmm. important. The effort is. You know what I'm saying? Like, the effort is everything. So mm-hmm. I would appreciate the flowers more because. Especially if you pick the ones that you know I like versus a thousand dollar name brand bag because everybody else has it. I'm cool on that entirely. Mm-hmm. So my response would probably be in line with everybody else's. 
So on this post, I said that I agree. I do agree. I think that to a to an extent, and I'll explain why I say to an extent. Um, like what Keisha said, not all women like the high ticket items. You know what I mean? Bags, shoes, those types of things. Not all women like that. You know what I mean? It's nice every now and again, and if you were to get it for that woman, she'd probably say thanks and be appreciative of it, but you'd never see it because that's not her thing. So, <clears throat> yes, a woman likes the the thoughtful gift of the thing that you happen to hear her rambling about and you happen to go pick it up, and that was, oh, that was really sweet, and she'll love that thing forever. Um, so, mm-hmm. yes, they're on 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 the surface, yeah, or even deep down, a lot of women would prefer the $10 versus the $1,000 bag. Now, I would not say to make that a habit. I don't think that a woman, any, okay. and, and we you won't are. say it, we won't All say right. it, but it's go. the truth. You I don't go. want every gift you to go. get. Yeah, yeah I don't want go. every time that you go. go to get me something that you sitting at, at the, on the value line. Because now that's good, okay. and, and and it might it might be it might sound shallow, it might sound whatever, but there is a level of when we because a lot of our acts, a lot of our um, ways of showing as women, the ways that we show you we love you is via the way that we care for you, the things that we allow mm-hmm. you to do to us, for us, with us, the things that we go through with you and loving you, or how we get to show you because most of the time y'all want stuff. You don't want stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't, baby, you ain't got to give me nothing. I don't need nothing. So when it comes down to it, no, I don't want to when the one time you decide to go get me something, every time it's a $10 or something. No, do that on a Tuesday on your just because gift. Then that's thoughtful. <laughs> but on an anniversary, uh, on my birthday, okay. on Christmas, okay. do not show up with a $10 gift and a picnic. No, I'm not going to be, I probably won't be very happy with mm-hmm. that. Now, if that's where mm-hmm. we are, if that's our means, mm-hmm. if that's the situation we're in, okay, cool. But no, don't. I'm, and that's just being 100, you know, and I'm one of the most down-to-earth chicks. I don't own a 1000 I, I, the, the price point for my bag, I go to Burlington, co-factory, to buy every person that's ever been on my arm. <laughs> like, real talk. There's full transparency. I told James, don't you bring me no $300 coach first. We will take it back together, mm-hmm. and I will tell that, that woman, honey, give my husband his money back. <laughs> and I will go buy 30 <laughs> persons from Burlington if that's what we're going to do, because that's not me. So, But no, when I want, when it's my anniversary, my birthday, things like that yes i want you to think about it put a lot of thought into it and make it good yes i do but when when you're just thinking about me you you know baby i appreciate her today and you want to pick up the roses and you want to do the little thing cool i'm all for that yes i will love you and hug you and squeeze you and post about it honey you will get all of the points okay all of the points because you Mm -hmm. did that thing but on that anniversary them birthdays those those days you know what they are don't don't play no games y'all know what it is and that's just being all the way 100 about it that's what I'm looking for. Because here, here is if you guys even looked on the post, um, the, the the first of all, the, if you notice, no dude responded but me. I just want to throw that out there. Um, but he even said the dude responded said, "Wait a second. He just said you need to tell me. He said, "What do you think? I've been messing with the wrong women. If this many people think that this is okay, because in general, that is not acceptable. Like like you said, every so often on the you know just because." That just because it's is you know I was thinking about you and I sent you you know flowers out the out the blue that could be a ten dollar thing and even those can't be ten dollars thing y'all want some edible arrangements those ain't ten dollars no more so no I I I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I guess I'm the exception not the rule I'm not no yeah. I'm sorry I can tell I'm a tell and I'm not being I hear what you're saying. But I can guarantee yeah. you. Here is here is where where I'm where I say why I disagree with you. 
is that if you got to a point where all you were getting was those consistently, again, notwithstanding that this was the best, if this was the best the dude could do, I think anybody would take it for a while. Right. Because even then, you get frustrated and say, we've been at this level for too long. Now it's time for us to take it to the next level. And if you can't take it to the next level, then y'all have an attitude then. But, um, but no, I, I, I think if you were consistently getting that same little $10 box of candy or that same little $10, you know, $3 card or that same little, um, you know, um, store-bought bouquet of flowers for six ninety nine, no. No, after a couple of years, you'd be like, I can come correct. Give me something different. Mm-hmm. Am I not worth more happens. than this, Steve? Mm-hmm. That's, it's, just, it's just where it is. And I mean, again, I I hear you, but I don't believe it. I've been around too many women to to, to buy that one. I, I'm mm-hmm. all, uh, see, that's I ain't falling. I, I watched that growing up. I'm it telling was you, like I'm Every Valentine's Day, every sweet, it was the same thing. I ain't falling for it. Well, here's my little, here's my little four pennies on this situation. We got the ten dollar flower versus the thousand dollar bag. Um, first of all, I, I guess kind of learning from mistakes and stuff like that. One, what are you getting those things for? If you're getting them to be in an apologetic way or something like that, don't, <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do it. Two. If it's that one lonely rose that's in the middle of the club with the lady walking around, don't. Like, I, I'm starting to notice, man, like, it don't matter what you get the woman. If it ain't calculated and makes sense, she don't want it, bro. I don't care what it is. She don't want it if it ain't calculated and it don't make sense. Because it seems like while we thinking that we just doing something to make her smile, her wheels are turning like what he got up his sleeve. You don't ever want to be in the box of what you what does he have up his sleeve. So mm-hmm. not saying don't get her anything at all, but if you're gonna get it, make sure it's calculated with reason for a reason during the reason in the right season, all the above. Because she's calculating, mm-hmm. bro. She's calculating. Don't just come walking in the house with no random one flower. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be serious. Who gonna walk in with just one pair of socks like? Even if they're the dopest socks under the sun, she's not going to walk in with one pair of socks. She might bring you a tie to go with it. You know what I mean? Uh, something else to splash it. But come on, fellas. One lonely rose. Bro, you better cut that thing up and make some petals or something. And then uh, 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 the bag. I wish I would spend $1,000 on a bag for a woman who ain't wearing my name and ring. That's that's all in itself. That's that's good right there. That's all. If you got a a a last name Chandler and a ring, then you can get a thousand (laughs) dollar bag. Other than that, if I'm just courting you, you can cancel that. All bags from this point come from stores that got a clearance rack, and I'm talking about a real (laughs) clearance rack. (laughs) Nobody got time to be Italian. Listen, if I buy you one of the hard for you to decode women. What did I, listen, what did I, what did I say? Oh, I said if I, I'm with you, cause if, if I buy you a thousand dollar ring, we ain't ever breaking up. I don't care if you get married, no, no. we ain't breaking up. Oh, we go together. No. For she got that bag, bro. That's my girl. Did she <laughs> right. get back that thousand dollar bag? We go <laughs> together. You can take out all you want. 
Just make sure when that bag come out, you remember that that's my girl. Every time she wear that, just remember. We going on a date. Right. Fine, You security tonight, bro. The bag is out. Thousand dollars on the front? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, like I said, when I, you know, when the thousand dollars turns into feeling like it's a hundred dollars, then... Then you know it might not be a big deal, but even then it probably be gonna be a big deal. But I just again, I'm just not buying it. I think that we, you know, that like I said, I think here's what I think. I think that ladies want both. I think ladies want y'all want the just because I'm thinking of you, text the you know you all my mind, um, you know, uh, card the ten dollar flowers, the you know the chocolate set to work. The you know hey you do I appreciate for all you do for our family um, phone call I mean y'all want all of that and y'all want really nice for holidays and for you know and and anytime if you see something nice and you can do it get it I just think that again because men are so um, in general we're very concrete thinkers so as a man when I when you read this it's like oh. I just get a ten, you know. I get ten dollar, get a ten dollar flower, not little, but these ten dollar flowers, and she cool. And the truth is, if that's all you did for her, she would not. Ninety nine, maybe Keisha is the exception to the rule. Ninety nine percent of the women in this country would not be like just always okay with that forever. It's just, it's just not. It don't work like that. Sorry, it just it don't. Yeah, Unless yeah. you get an exception to the rule. So, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well. All right, that's hot topic. Uh, we're gonna jump back into um, into the actual show topic from the, the show topic right after this. But we've got um, before we go to that, we got from nothing. I ain't did this one in a while, huh? I ain't got all in the uh, the uh, this topic. I ain't even got the song ready. But all right, we're gonna do from nothing to something by Queen. We'll be right back and we'll jump back into the topic. Every day grinds just to 
Let's have a toast to the good life. Took a minute just to get it right. This didn't happen overnight. Had to make some sacrifice. Early mornings, late nights. Trapping in that band, though. Getting it in, you can right. Stacks on deck. Just cop the fresh folk. This that real trap music. Now who need a couple O's? When the streets is hot, be careful what you say upon them bones. Hear your boy and all I heard that he was snitching on the low. Wait a minute. That's none of my business. Get back to my pivot. I'm sipping this lean and rolling expensive. When the top drops, she's showing it. Oh. Remember the days my pockets were empty. Smoking is good. I feel like a hippie. Turn to the max. The dick is I'm going all in. The man of my city. All I want to do is bow. Make a little something out of nothing. Now. Well, I'm right there. So I'm not a nothing. It's always a hit with me. Kind of love it. Yep. This section, of course, is sponsored by Kinky and Classy. First class experience for my high class clients. We have been having a wonderful uh, revamping going on. Um, I have just added an additional thousand products. Um, I have a couple new distributors, which means that now when you place an order, it is guaranteed that you'll receive it within 72 hours. Um, So I'm constantly making improvements, Um, always, as always. um, Like our Facebook page, check out the website, um, www.kinkyandclassywithak.com. The newsletter will be updated in the next week, um, and if you go to our page and have never been there before, definitely sign up for the five kinky tips. They have changed and been updated um, because I think that um, just like relationships grow and change, so do our ways of uh, adding a little spice. You know what I mean? So, Amen. our topic, yeah. <laughs> this topic, um, huh? Who was who, who? Who was that? Was that King Petty? I said spice what? it up. Oh, I thought King Petty said something. Oh no, I see, I got Petty Associates now, so you can't just put it all on me. <laughs> I would like to officially say, Winfred has earned his wings. Oh my goodness! Yes, he has. Yes, he is down for the call. Cutting down there. Oh my goodness! We going in like it's a family of petty. It's a petty affair. Like it has been. I promise you, you have been keeping me cracking up. All the family members just being petty. Woo, petty. Good petty. Nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad. It ain't no wrong with the pedalations. Yeah. Um, Nothing. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. So now that we kind of talked about where you can meet them, what do you do next is my question or my thought, really. Um, it is, there's a lot of 
how can I put this? Let me be nice. Okay. When you want something different, you do something different, right? And so I have a lot of female friends, and we talk about how that first actual date, not when you encounter them, which is what we initially talking about at the grocery store, at the club, at church. Now that first date, that first encounter with this person, how do you go up, go from that into the realness? Because we've talked about this before, and that representative is still on duty. Um, that first encounter, you are still not all the way clear on this person, right? Before I give my opinion, because it is a very strong one when it comes down to uh, first encounters, what what do you feel or what was your favorite or best idea for a first date or a first encounter? Because sometimes it's not a date. Sometimes y'all just meeting at a single thing at the church again. So I'm going to ask Keela because, Keela, I want to know, like, what was your first date experience? Girl, you should have like, seen my you... eyes just then. <laughs> Get me? Yes. Go. When you said Keela, I was like, what? Me? <laughs> when, you first, when you first met your husband, right, mm-hmm. what was that like? And then what was the next encounter, that very first encounter that was like, okay, we really, this time it's not just us bumping into each other or whatever. This is us being with each other kind of thing. How did that work okay. out? And would you do it the same way again? Yeah, the way, yeah. Okay, so the way that um, James and I met, for those of y'all who don't know, my husband and I have been together for 14 years, no, 13 years and have been married for 12, sorry. So, this, like I said earlier, this has been a long time that this has happened, but our um, first meeting and our first real date was, was really special, so I, I don't mind sharing that. So, we met through a mutual friend of ours. James had been um, in Mississippi living with his sister for quite a while, and I actually met him on his first day back home um, from Mississippi. Um, our mutual friend and I were doing some business together. I was working with him as an assistant of his on some things, and he was wanting to date one of my best friends. So we were going to a football game. I was still in high school, <laughs> so, like, we've been together a long time. Um, we were, I was still in high school, and our my team was playing state. So we uh, caravan. We picked him up at his dad's house. We caravan down the still water together laughed the entire time, like had fun, like we had known each other forever, kicked it, like kicked it. We are sitting at the football game. We're talking about the girls at my school. We're talking, like we're talking like we're friends, not the, not at all even. He didn't try and like come for me in that way. Like we really had a good time. Um, I didn't pay any attention. Could not tell you what this, we won, but I couldn't tell you what the score was and none of that other stuff for the game because we ended up walking and talking through the rest of the football game. So, on the way 
home is still kind of the same thing, but by this point we realize, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, I kind of dig him. At this point, I'm texting my friend. He's texting me. We're going back and forth like, yeah, okay, I kind of like her. He's talking to him, so he now knows that we're digging each other. So at this point, he's kind of, you know, doing, you know how y'all do when you realize that your boy is, you know, you, mm-hmm. he was egging it and kind of pushing us, pushing us together or whatever. So it was really cool. And at the end of the night, we're dropping him off, and, you know, I get out of the car, and we're talking, and he's going up his, going up the little driveway or whatever, and he looks back at me, and I look back at it, and I swear to God, it was like one of those movies, like, and, and again, I'm a teenager, so I'm living in the, the after-school special corny romanticized world at this point, so, like, he, he's looking back at me, and, you know, I'm going back to the car, and he was like, see you later, sexy, and I was like, okay, you know, that stupid, giggly, you know, girl, I'm like, okay. I get back in the car, and when I tell you I had the dumbest grin on my face, my friend and my brother, who was with me the whole time, they just cracked up. My brother was like, hell no. <laughs> he was like, no, I did not just watch this. I did not just watch this yeah, happen. So yeah, by the time he had dropped me, yeah, by the time he had dropped me off, he had already got on the phone with our mutual friend and was like, dude, get the number. Like, I will, we will never be friends ever again if you do not get this girl's number. So that was, that was how mm-hmm. James and I became James and Q. And like literally the Aww. rest is his. We, it has been us since then. But um, yeah. And like all of that happened in one and there was no other, there was no other question or all other friends I was talking to, boyfriends, all that was done. <laughs> At that point it was all screwed <laughs> You should have yeah. played some I don't know why I was looking for the cheesy, uh, that cheesy button from the 80s show, the 80s and 90s I know. Ooh, right. Right. Yes. Of course. Right. I want to play some boys to men behind that. Uh, some, oh, yeah. Over you. Lord, that's why I said I don't mind sharing that story, because I want that one sharing that story, y'all, because it was cool. But see, that's, that's all sweet. And now you're going to have people, oh, people, this is not a Lifetime movie special. This is her story. This ain't how they all work, okay? It ain't. It is not. It's not. So please don't y'all try to fashion your whole, he ain't turned around when he walked up the driveway. That ain't the one. No, that was, again, her experience. What movie was that when, when, uh, when Morris Chestnut? Gave her the last bit of his food, and she knew. Oh, he gave her. is that who can play that game? No, the last bite was, was it the because uh, his mama kept saying that's how you know he loved you because he gave you the last bite off his plate. No, was the brothers? Because it was him. Or the best man. Oh, they came out around that chunk of movie. No, that wasn't best man. The same. No, that wasn't best man. What's funny is, it was a bunch of girls like at that time who were doing that. Like, I'm just going to see if he gives me last. I'm like, please have a seat. Have a seat.
Cut your teeth off and keep it Cut moving. It. Do not Cut it. put your teeth in the mouth sandwich. Oh, my goodness. You got some level of OCD working over there, bro. But, um, I don't know what it is. I've always been like that. I do not like people to bite onto my food and then hand it back to me. That is so <laughs> so that's yours, bro. You can have that. That's I'm yours, telling bro. you, like, you won that one. That's just all the way yours because I'm not going to cut it off after I bought it. That's what you should do. Is take your piece. Why should I have to cut it to continue? No, I have. <laughs> you said that's your piece. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, so no, I, I was going to ask pe- the Petty King this question, but I'm going to ask WB. The same question I asked Kilo. Petty Esquire. Petty Esquire? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, like, move from, hey, how you doing? Let me get your number to let's go out. Where, how does that, and how does that work? Ooh, that's a good one. And then one more. So how do you do what? How do you move from? How do you move from the you just found somebody? You know what I'm saying? Which is what we were initially mm-hmm. talking about. So it's like, okay, I see somebody that I might vibe with. So now you, you know, you introduce yourself, you got that phone number. Now how do you go from the hey, it was nice meeting you, I'll talk to you soon, to mm, let me call her and mm, you know ask her out for real and take it to the next step. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. So I think that you have to have um some conversation. I think there has to it goes from okay, I see you because of the initial attraction of course is going to be a physical one. Physical. Unless there's some mm-hmm. there's gonna be a physical one. So okay, so check check. You meet the physical um requirement, I hate to use that word, but the physical requirement. So now let me find out if, you know, um mentally you stimulate me as well. So let's talk. And I don't mean, you know, and, of course, the hard part about this is, you know, excuse me, not the hard part, but the part that you have to be patient about is those initial conversations are all going to be easy. It's going to be easy to talk about how your day was because you're not used to, not used to hearing your story. Um, you know, it's going to be easy to talk about, you know, all the normal stuff that you're talking about, but you got to do it. And you got to ask questions. you got to ask, like, specific questions. What are your thoughts on on marriage, what are your thoughts on, you know, and I said, don't ask that first, please, please, ladies, don't ask. Come All right, the first day. So when you plan on getting That's married, not, how many kids we going to have? Yeah, no, no. No, I mean, yeah. but just like, uh, what are your no. thoughts? Do you ever? Don't ask No, don't that. do that. I'm saying, don't ask that. No, I'm saying, like, but at some point, you do need to know. I mean, like, do you believe in marriage? <laughs> do you believe in, you know, um, you know, questions? Who are you? What do you do for a living? What do you like? Do you like what you do? What are your long-term life goals when you were growing up? Is, is this what you thought you would do? How did you get here? Like, find out stuff about them. You know, tell me about your parents. You know, how, you know, how you know you have brothers and sisters. How are your relationships with them? Again, just to find out who they are. And those questions, what they do is they help you to find out, again, is this a person who I can just talk to? Um, because if you can talk to one another, if you can, you know, effectively communicate, then that solves or resolves a lot of the relationship issues that could possibly have down the future. <laughs> so you have those conversations and you build that foundation. Then you find out again. As once it gets to once it gets to that point and you're having a good conversation, now let's let's go ahead and go on a date. A date is just that. It's a date. It's not y'all don't go together, y'all not exclusive. Y'all just date. Mm-hmm. So let's go out just to get out of the house, 
in front of each other. Let's see how how we interact. Do we get along well socially? Do we get along well, you know, spiritually? Do we, you know, agree with the same thing? Again, just more conversation, more discussion, more trying to find out, again, who is this person that's in front of me as opposed to they're just cute uh, or they just look good to me. And then, you know, again, as you do that, as you have those conversations, the conversation gets a little more and more intense. Then you can start talking about, hey, at some point, you want to get married at some point. Do you want to have children? How many children do you think is a good number? Where do you want to live? You know, what do you, you know, do you like, you know, again, you know, what kind of uh, financial, um, what kind of finances do you want to have? You know, do you want to live in a, you know, in the suburbs, in a small house or in a big house with a big yard? Or do you want to live in the city in a, you know, uh, what they call them? A corner. Uh, in a Whatever. You know, if you want to sit in a in a condo in the city, you know, do you want what kind of lifestyle do you want? Do you like to go out and drink every night? I mean, like these are conversations mm-hmm. that are necessary to have, yes. so you can um, figure out if you vibe well together <laughs> and if your life match. Um, again, and they get harder and harder. They get they really do. They, the conversations just get harder and tougher and harder and tougher. And the good part is you work through the conversations together. Um, and, and, and you get to find out, I don't like this person. Like, oh, you know, right. they cool to talk to, but no, I don't want to marry this person. Or no, I don't even want to date this person. Or this person is just, you know, good for to be a friend, or they just good to be a prayer partner. But no, I can't I can't date her. Uh-uh, I can't date him. He ain't got, you know, or they might be a good, here's another one. This is a good person, but they're not good for me right now. Or I'm not good for them right now. And that's okay. Oh, see, now that that second part, you're not gonna get nobody to admit right there. It ain't gonna be. I ain't, I, that's just the natural the narcissism. I, I don't, yeah, true, 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 true person, know, and most people happens. run from I that. Think I think you'll find. I think you'll find uh, people who will admit to that. They might not verbally say it, but their actions will let you know that. Listen, I'm not right now. I am not in the space to be a benefit to your life. If you're the type of person that's doing something, you, you're doing some positive stuff. I can guarantee you that person will get either very insecure um, or they'll get offended or they'll always be trying to stop you from doing what you're trying to do instead of coming along and being a partner and adding value because there's an insecure level of insecurity. And they know that they're not on their game. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to get real quiet and start acting real crazy when you're on yours. I mean, it's, you just have to look and, look and notice the time. Absolutely. What was you trying to say, uh, kind of just piggybacking on what Cuzzo said, and I kind of put some commas on that. I agree with what he said 100%. Uh, a couple words that I throw in there is, like, comfortability. How comfortable am I around you? Because, you know, if I feel comfortable around you, then I, I'll open up and talk about more things than just the surface. Uh, 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 expectation. Do we have the same expectation of each other? Uh Sometimes, you know, our representatives meet, and then one representative wants to do one thing, and the other one is the farthest left of that. Like, make sure you understand and know what that person wants upon meeting you, because where it started off, where it might be all gravy, not if they around you like that, they may not like you, and that's it. that's their choice. You can't get mad about mm-hmm. it. I mean, you can, but it, it, it's a person's choice. Um, also, like he said, it's not always the season for what you think is yours. It just isn't always the season. 
And, I mean, we find ourselves being attached to folks and things of that nature, and it just ain't the season. Like, if things were better at certain times in people's lives or comma this and comma that, I mean, look, it, it, it just ain't always the season. Like my man Big Sean say, what's the perfect girl if it ain't the perfect time? And that's real. It don't mean much or nothing if it ain't the right time. So, I mean, yeah. but yeah, I agree with what Winfrey said 100%, man. I'm a, well, cousin season is upon us, though, by the way. Oh, yeah, Renna Big Man season is Man, cousin season is a little too. It's football season. Cousin season coincides with football season. You've got to have somebody to pick the next to have time. That's yeah, one I think, problem. I think and the other problem is, is that it's already been affectionately titled, so it doesn't have the pull or the, you know what I mean, like the, the awe that it would have because yeah. now – People are programmed to believe and think that around this time, heading towards Christmas, people are trying and forcing to be booed up so that, you know, oh, I'll just have them during the wintertime. And it's really not mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it comes off that way, of course, because, yeah, this is pretty much the, you know, the coming out of the extra hot and don't want to be around nobody because it's hot to, okay, it's about mm-hmm. to get a little cool and you want companionship. Sure, that may play a couple strings in the instrument of life, but I don't really go with that all the time. Mm. Like, I can't just really talk just your way on up out of that. No, really, I can't sell that one all the way home. Like, because in my own defense, I don't get jumpy for a relationship just because it's fall, and I, I should mm-hmm. and could. My birthday is around now, so I, of course I would want a girlfriend, but I'm not going to just <laughs> dive in the pool of relationships just so... I can have somebody standing and hovering over my birthday. I'm cool. So they can get you them ten dollar flowers. Oh no, you can keep those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, I say, I say that. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, like I said, I think the other part that you gotta think about too, in, in this conversation and in, in, or in that discussion again is, wherever you are, whatever your, you know, whether you're a spiritual person, whether you're a non-spiritual person, you gotta figure out, even on that level. Are you on the same? Are you on the same path? Because I think that the biggest reason, the biggest reason why a relationship works and does not work, is or what works, excuse me, um, is when two people understand who each other is and where each other is going, and you buy in to helping to both of you at the same time, helping the other person get to where they're supposed to get to. And so, because when you do that, then it makes communication easier. You know, make it easier, not easy all the time, but easier to the point where you realize that, listen, this person is here to help me. They're not here to hurt me. Uh, It makes them giving you or correcting you, it makes that easier because now you're, again, as easily offended every time somebody says something negatively to you because this is my partner who loves me and is trying to protect me. They're not trying to say something bad about me. It makes it easier for you to disagree because in your disagreements, you understand that they're not disagreements to be hurtful or harmful, but they're disagreements for you to get better and for your relationship to get better. It's easy for you to make adjustments because you know when you make adjustments that this person has in mind the things that you're trying to do and the places you're trying to go for your life. So they've thought through, how is this going to affect my wife? How is this going to affect my husband if I make this decision? And so they're able to do that. And if you buy into that, into one another, you know that you won't make decisions that are going to hurt each other. And if you do, you'll then stand up and say, listen, that was a bad decision. That's my fault. I need your help to fix this. 
I mean, so it's, it's got to be we're in this together. Where it messes up is when, again, is when you say, I'm going this way to do my thing, and I don't care how you feel about it, and you say, you know what, so since that's what you're going to do, I'm going to go over here this other way and do my thing, mm-hmm. and we'll just see each other when it's time to go to bed at night. So with that, um, let me go ahead and jump into um, uh, final words. we got three minutes left. Kuzo, uh, go ahead and, and give, give us your last word. Keep it petty, man. Make sure you do something petty at least once a day. If you can't make yourself laugh, then do something petty so you can. That's all. Just very clear and to the point. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, one, keep it classy. Two, make sure that you maintain a consistent level of self-care. Because you can't do nothing, 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 not for yourself or nobody else without taking care of you. Um, three, stay open to the possibilities. You'd be surprised um, how amazing people can be if you just open your mind and change and be willing to adjust your perspective according to the knowledge that you acquire over time. Um, yeah, that's about that. Cute. Um, I just kind of want to recap what we talked about today. I think the most important thing that we um, really came down to as far as the nitty-gritty of it all is to get comfortable with who you are so that you can have, you can present the best you to whomever it is that you're dealing with, whether it be platonic, romantically, however it is. You present the best you when you feel the most comfortable in your skin. So finding a mate finding the right job, finding the right whatever it is, comes easier when you feel the most comfortable walking in your truth. So I think we should all um, work towards finding our own truth um, this week. <laughs> and every day, and I think it will overall get a lot easier if we do that. All right, I just want to say appreciate my co-hosts. You guys are always awesome. You guys are always the best, and I appreciate you. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we really appreciate you as well. If you guys have not joined the Scoop group, please request it immediately on Facebook. We have these types of discussions every single day, uh, and I think we love to have you a part of it. Um, don't forget, we'll be back next Tuesday at the same time with another great topic and another great show, more hot topics. And remember, if you are an indie artist and you want to get your music played, send them to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys for listening and supporting. We love you. Um, and have a good rest of your week. Thank you very much, and have a good night.